This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Books and podcasts are always best with a great cup of coffee. That's why we've partnered with Ligaris Roasters to create the Table of Malcontents blend. And guys, it's delicious. A smooth Brazilian roast that will make your heart happy. Head over to LagarisRoasters.com to order a bag or 12 today. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron and with me as always are Barnabas and Dave. Gentlemen, how's it going? I'm feeling a little left out. I'm presuming... We released an episode before this that, that did not include me, right? That may have happened. <laughs> may have happened. Okay, well, certainly good. recorded before this. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Right. It was recorded moments we before this. Okay. All right. That's good. No, so I, to be fair, listeners, we did not leave Dave out. Dave not. texted and said, I can't make it. I am caught in another meeting because Dave was being a responsible adult while Aaron and I were <laughs> podcasting on the clock. So No, that is not true. This has been lunch hour conversation. We're, we're, we're doing some some fun uh, from quick ones. That's not, right. not a quickie. Aaron and Barnabas, but that was last quick, episode. Is this like a, a nooner podcast? You had, you had a, <laughs> that's a certain kind of book that we don't recommend people like read. Best. Okay, if that's the way you guys like it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in theory, some folks might have some vacation coming up because, mm. according to the calendar, it's summertime. Um, or at least according to the thermometer here in um, Nashville, less here in and Australia. Also in this podcast, yes, studio. yes, it's true. Or or if you're in <laughs> South Africa, I don't know. <laughs> if you're below that's, the equator? Yeah. Somewhere down there. That's winter there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's winter down there. Or it's probably true. fall heading into winter. So they, 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 they approach June and July and they're like, hey, winter. That just doesn't ring, But does it's still it? hot depending on where you are. Hot. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so hot right that's, now. That's right. Definitely wet. That's right. So... <laughs> Okay. So, um, yes, so reads. you may be taking yes. some vacation. And yes. if you're like us, typically you have some ideas about what you would want to read. Mm. Or you may be thinking, hey, what should I read? Mm. Or you feel like you have there's like guilt put on you like oh, I'm supposed to read. There is that too. Especially you really, do you, I mean, have you ever felt that way even well, being I'm, a reader? I don't feel guilt very often. I've noticed that. We've just noticed that about you. That's not a thing that I'm super familiar with. But I do notice that there are, you know, various evangelical influencers of the academic persuasion or the theological persuasion who like to put out their, like, summer reading lists, and it's like 44 biographies of, you know, Herman Bavinck and Ulysses S. Grant, and just, it's all like 900-page doorstops instead of anything you know, there's no fun. brain candy. Yeah, no fun. So yeah. does it always just have to be fun? I mean, not just no. fun, but you should mix in some like, oh, this is a really enjoyable read. So what do you not read? Let's start with what you don't read since you're on it right there. Yeah, you're speaking of said theological people. So well, when, not just theological, could, but I think I think if you're if you're thinking in general, if you're thinking of don't of what sure. shouldn't you read? Yeah, if it's got something to do with work, don't read it. I agree with you. Fair. I can't do any. Yeah, definitely nothing business I mean, that's oriented. A, that's kind of a hard that and fast me. rule for me always. Yeah. Just don't read workbooks. But, you know, you know, you know Aaron's it, more diligent than I am. No, no. It's it's funny. Uh, yeah, Aaron is. Only because I have someone checking on me. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I would go straight for like the spark notes. 
Mm. <laughs> Where's an executive summary of this marketing BS? Oh, wait, I'll just watch the TED Talk. Thanks. Mm. What were you saying, Dave? No, I've, I've always wondered. So I've always worked in Christian publishing. So the reality is I'm not re- – when I'm on vacation, I'm not reading something I'd be remotely working on for like some sort of summer vacation. But I've always wondered, man, what if I worked for some sort of like – history imprint or something like a genre I love, would I never want to read that <laughs> I genre? I love the implication being that you're working for a genre you don't love. <laughs> that sounds really bad. It doesn't. That no, does, yeah, that's not yeah. true. Right, it just means uh, my candy are, are, is usually a, these other genres. Also, that's my point. Also, Christian publishers put out a ton of variety. It's <laughs> awkward pause there. Um, they really put out a ton of different kinds of they books. publish. Publish. Uh, most of which are not really aimed at 40 Dave. It's true. So <laughs> it's true. You're not the target audience for a lot of what Christian publishing that's does. That's good. That's good. Okay. That's good to hear. Okay. Out. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's good. What if you put out a, what if we put out a book for, for 40 Dave? What would that look like? Hmm. And I'll ask Ron Chernow. Okay. <laughs> I've read one Ron Chernow book now. Yeah, but you loved it and I hated it. So it's like the seminal. <laughs> I did. Factor. I was feeling it. Or ask Winston Churchill and the 1,100 biographies about him that have come out, of which Dave has read all 1,200. Yeah, Dave has read 1,200 of the 1,100. Yep. What's that short one you like again? It's called Churchill by Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. Okay. Right. Mm, yeah. Okay. So one. that would be more of your summer That'd Churchill be a good read? summer read because it's like. Okay. Here's the thing about summer reading. I think so it's it's if it, you can do one of two things I think that are really good. One is to like mow through a bunch of books that you've been meaning to get to. Mm-hmm. Man, I would love to yeah. read X, but life is busy and I don't have time. So you knock mm-hmm. out it's the novels, it's the biographies, it's the whatever. The other is like you take on a book that you're like I've been meaning to read this for a long time and it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's the Lord of the Rings, whatever. It's 6,000 pages. And you're like, I'm going to do this this summer or on yeah. this vacation. I'm going to just knock this thing out. And so you just sort of dig into like, you know, to try to get through as much as possible, which normally you would you would just wouldn't be able to. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, because I've done – I've read some very long books for that same reason. It's like, okay, when I – like – there's some of those you can read over like a, certain, a few weeks, for example, but you're not really flowing with the story. But man, if I had a week to like grind through that book, ooh, I like that. Yeah, I've had a handful of like, yeah, 600 page ones, but I don't know. Even I like, I do like some of the long books, but it's got to be fascinating to just keep going yeah. through. You know mm-hmm. what I do a lot of? Uh, historical fiction during this time. Yep. I'll mm-hmm. do a 600 page historical fiction. Love it. Um, Good old Ken Follett. Uh, yeah, except for the, the, the scenes. The, the, yeah. <laughs> the scenes. So much content. We're still, <laughs> in a previous episode, we're still haunted by some of the right. scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Get the um, no, but, uh, you know, it's funny. I thought about one I read, I think it was last summer. Yeah, The Cane Mutiny. Did you ever see the movie or read the book, uh, mm-hmm. Herman Woke, who's great in historical fiction? But it's it's all uh, World War II. It's a. A ship that, yes, there is a mutiny, literally, at sea. Wait, you're but, reading World War II fiction? Yeah, This yeah, is my yeah, surprise yeah, face. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm reading right now, finishing up today, I'm, I've got like just a little bit left, is uh, the book in the USS Indianapolis. Have you read anything on that in the Indianapolis? No. Is that the one, is that the one where they got in the... It was in the Pacific, yeah, and it got sunk, and all the guys were in the ocean, and like half of them got eaten by sharks. There you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So, do you remember in the movie Jaws, 
in when he's telling the story. Uh-huh. Okay, so the whole the whole scene, Robert Shaw. This is what this is the first time I'd ever heard the story. So this is whenever I watched in the eighties. Um, <laughs> da- da- Dave's watch, early days. I did days. not watch Jaws in you the eighties. When did when did you watch it for the first time? Like teenager? No. Probably like in my twenties. Okay. So probably like two thousand and seven. So I, I watched it like as a kid, like when I was going to the beach, which I is such a great kids. idea. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, but yeah, have I'm you seen jerk. it, Aaron? Have you, you've seen Jaws, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. do you remember he's either they're they're inside the boat, this is like nighttime, they're telling yeah. stories, and Robert Shaw goes into this monologue about his experience in World War II, and he was on the USS Indianapolis, which was sunk, just as Barnos mentioned. And the whole idea is they, they wrote this scene into it. No one knew about the Indianapolis, really. It didn't became, become more public about what exactly happened until like 20, 30 years after it. But they needed to give a reason for the character to hate sharks so much. So they found that story and they said, okay, we're going to write this guy like he was on the Indianapolis and he was one of those who survived all these shark attacks while his friends were being killed. So, yep. But it's a fascinating, it's a great book. Uh, Lynn Vincent wrote it with, I can't remember the other author's name, but it's good. But See, I'm I, also I think sort of squeamish about sharks. And so I'm like, I don't want to read that. I'm like reading on the beach. People... <laughs> read it on the beach. Yeah. There you go. I know. I know. Okay. I know. Quick timeout. Reading on the beach is not fun. It is no. not. No, 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 like, no, no. It's, it's a thousand degrees and you're sweating on the page and you're, or you're trying to like read through sunglasses and then sand gets in your book and then a kid comes up and kicks sand on. Like what, what See, about reading the on the beach is fun? Porch in the shade. Yeah. On the or beach air conditioning. Or yeah. Like I like air conditioning. Yeah, air conditioning is great. See, the I haven't re- I have not read a book on a beach in <laughs> thirteen years. Wow. You so you really, really like got he, I like that he remembers the last because time because the last Aaron time I went to a beach was my honeymoon, <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, we. Hmm. The, wow. I don't hate the beach generally speaking yeah. but sitting and reading at a beach like yeah put me on a patio put me under like a nice umbrella like mm-hmm. i like shade i like to not be sweating aggressively mm-hmm. uh and i don't like sand near my books yeah i'm like a mm-hmm. big big no sand near books guy <laughs> i feel like that's just you know that's a good deal breaker seems reasonable kind of and again you don't do situation. kindle ever no, I do. I'll read. I'll read fiction, Some fiction, fiction yeah. stories, yeah. humor, stuff like that. But yeah, nothing, nothing that requires much thought on Kindle because it just I have a hard time sort of locking in and staying focused. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing about yeah, beach sand. I, I really would. I will sometimes it depends on the book. There's some that are absolutely mindless, and I could do it because the reality is with kids too, you're kind of interrupted often. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, also something you said like having yeah. an expensive device on a beach is a quick way to ruin an expensive device. That is very because true. Because there's water and sand, which don't go well with technology. It's true. Also, children don't go well with technology. <laughs> so yeah, That's I'm fair. not. A, I'm not a, like when people say beach reads, I'm like, mm. yeah, I know. Well, yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, in, in our industry, we all work in, like, books just slow down selling like crazy, except for a few genres. And right. It's just fiction. And so what are the – so just just fiction is, is what stays Well, whenever we all get to have our uh, uh, our Nicholas Sparks episode uh, – Yeah, when's that happening, guys? I don't know. Aaron's oh. the only one who's read the book so far. Do I've got it. I'm staring at it. Do I have to reread that trash? No. Yep, you do. I hope you took detailed notes and you've got like Can we do the college thing where you do the reading and then pass me the notes? Or do I have to read it? I, I, you I, actually have to read it. I think when we're 
at SBC, we need to discuss it there because it's like the most <laughs> off place so like to I talk a, about. I no, that seems like the most appropriate. I have place. a week to read this thing. Yes. All right. Here's the thing. Uh, All right. Let's. We have to take just two declare days. it. We just have to declare it. I don't have two days. I I read in like 15 minute sections. That's the way my life it is right it now. It won't. Right. It won't take long. You, you're gonna buzz. That's like half it. the book. Yeah. Okay. And I. To and be guys, honest, whenever, it's mostly just like. But you've seen the movie, right? No, I have seen the movie. I have seen the movie. No. So I, I just wonder how close ending. it is. I was talking okay. to somebody who knows both fairly well and said that they have different endings. I, I mean, like, ah, I can't right. even cheat. All right. <laughs> nope. It's that's not right. even two old people dying hand in hand. <laughs> uh, that's the way. The, isn't that the way the movie ends? I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> My right. wife doesn't make me watch schlocky romance movies. It's great. She watches Die Hard. Schlocky. Schlocky. I like that word. Schlocky. Is Die Hard a book? Yeah. Can we do an episode on that it one? Die Hard was it a is. book. What, uh, what was it? It's called something uh, different, though, right? I'll have to look it up. We talked about it once. Yeah. All right. Well, I, will, yeah. I right. will make my way so, through this okay. so that we and then can we will talk when about we are, it. When we're stuck in Birmingham at the convention, which shall not be named. <laughs> That's right. It was already named. <laughs> that will be my first summer read, even though it flies in the face of what I just said, which is, you know... Read things that are fun and don't do things that feel like homework. No, yes. but think about it. The fun that's going to come out of reading that book. <sighs> oh, Hopefully. Man. For other people, maybe. Yeah. Real quick, uh, it's funny because putting one of my lists in terms of uh, summer reads, uh, didn't you recommend The Cartel? By Don Winslow? Yes. I love Winslow Yes. Stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had another uh, friend post something on that today, and I'm like, all right, it's finally. Gritty. It's I put got it on some my content list. and it some has scenes. A lot of con- <laughs> Yeah, it does. depravity don't, is on a yeah, high. Don't uh, don't <laughs> read that one to your kids. But I love. But, but I love. Sicar- I love dr- any drug cartel yeah. story. Period. So now his, I think it's like a trio of books. Do you like it for the reason that people like just Italian mafia stories too? Is it kind of similar? You not get- not so much his. It's so I I like it for the same reason that I like The Wire. Yeah, the show The Wire. Yes, where it's it shows both sides. You have. You have the the drug cartels and you have the DEA and Mexican law enforcement. And you just sort of see the nobility and corruption on both sides. Mm -hmm. And you see how much the war on drugs is essentially a morality compromise. Mm. How much to, to win a brutal war, you have to be a brutal person. To be a brutal person, you have to set aside. You have to, sell, yeah. di- you have to set aside morals or yeah. uh, or kind of reframe your morals. And so it's it's that side of things that is very. Yeah. And again, he just writes a really compelling set of characters and stories. It's not sort of a, you know, he's not like a James Bondy, just very shallow yeah. action character or whatever. It's very human. Yeah. You saw traffic. Yeah. As well, right? The it's movie. been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you saw traffic. Yeah, yeah so, but that Wait. that really hits home in it. Traffic. I love Is that, that Benicio movie. del Toro. Uh, yes, and Michael and Douglas. Yep. And yes. Uh-huh. No traffic. I loved. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of great. no. I was thinking of Crash, which is another uh, movie which was not as awesome. But it was best picture. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's one of those like most controversial best picture of the Oscars. It was the, it was the <laughs> yeah. second worst best picture. That, that they'd yeah, always, they always like. I mean, I, train, I liked training it. Day, training day had training no day business. Training day was really bad. 
I mean, I forgot won. that that one. Though. I don't know well, if that it one, was I like it was no, like I, we have to honor no was Denzel won. Denzel won. was best actor. Yes, right, because that was the same year that Will but, Smith played Muhammad Ali in mm-hmm. the movie Ali, yeah. which was one of the best performances in a biopic I have I, seen. I think there yep. were a lot of really good performances that year to the point where like, but like Denzel hasn't won, you know, the best picture before yeah. so, or best actor. And generally so. speaking, I'm okay yeah. with that because a guy like him. Like or Leo yeah. winning for the the growling care. What was that the stupid Revenant. movie? Oh, the that movie sucked. Um, but he <laughs> won for all of his other good performances. Yeah, like they're like, we'll give yeah. it to you on this one. Yeah, so but now you really he can, earned it for the others. So now he can <laughs> stop chasing an Oscar and just now he can do go back to doing Quentin Tarantino movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'm trying yeah. to decide if I'm excited to see or not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with know. you. I'm with you. It's been a while since I saw a Tarantino movie I enjoyed. What's one book we would recommend for a summer yeah. read, not a beach good. read? Don't read good books on the beach. <laughs> no, if you dig yeah. that, that's cool. I don't. Well, yeah, yeah. what do you got there? Well, I no. Okay, here's the okay. rules. Okay, 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 no okay. Lifehanger. Okay. No Frederick Backman. Okay. Uh, and no biographies of World War II. Or any war era, anything. <laughs> You're like, okay. get out of your lane. That's right. All of us have get to get out. We all have to. We all have to put our crutches down and actually walk this one out. Oh, dang it! Dang it! Dang Sorry. It, dang it, dang it. So dang I had the. All right. Well, I was gonna I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Dave's like, I don't run anything else. No, ever. this entire no, podcast do, is over. Uh, all right. So, Killers of the Flower Moon. I know that seems like a harsh one, but I, I feel like all right, here's all right, here's what makes a good summer read. I, okay. I love a good spy or detective mm-hmm. a story, and that can be that can be uh, true crime, that can be fiction. Any of those is fine, but it's got to like capture me. And that book is you know it's about the Osage murders of the twenties or teens. I should oh, yeah, say. Yeah, you talked about this. Yes, briefly. it is great, but it's but it's very sad at the same time too. Uh, but it's fascinating how like all the oil belonged to the Osage uh, Native Americans. Uh, yeah. But they had to have sponsors to handle their money. Mm. And that's where the corruption comes in. White sponsors. Of people course. who basically manage the money because, you know, these Native Americans couldn't, you know, manage this money. That's right. But they start dying one by one. And that's it's kind of the birth of the FBI, too. Think, I think that's a fascinating other story that kind of comes yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. But I, that was great. I read that last summer. I loved it. It was great. And I, I did happen to read it while I was at the beach, not on the beach when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. But see, at the beach, was, like if you can see it, smell it, hear it, and not touch it, oh, that sounds like a great place If I can listen to, to the wind and the waves. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yes. And I'm not sweating like That's nastiness. Right. Delicious beverages. I don't have to smell the beach. You know yeah. what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a difference. Yes. Be- yeah. Beverages. That's mm-hmm. right. Beverages. That's right. Yes. Good iced things. Aaron? Or at least chilled. <laughs> chilled. <laughs> Slightly chilled. Refrigerated. Refrigerated. That's right. Um, well, I would actually say I got a couple, I got a couple options. So um, we talked about this a little bit on a, on a recent episode. Um, but The Hunger Games is actually a really good summer read because it doesn't require a lot of think. It's a great summer read. It's a great summer read. Yeah. 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 Um, and you can knock out yeah. all three. And Like if you have a week at, at you can knock vacation, them all out. you can do all three in a yeah. week easy. Um, Harry Potter books are the same way. They're, they're a good summer read as well. You can, you can knock yeah. those out, um, you know, one a week kind of thing. So easily. Here's the, here's the thing that I have discovered about the Harry Potter books that I did not appreciate when I read them the first time. So I've okay. always appreciated the books. Mm-hmm. Now that my kids are 13 and 10, like they get read yeah. and reread and re-reread because somebody's always at a point in that series. Yeah. So I've read some out loud to my kids. They've read through the rest of them yeah. themselves. I've mm-hmm. read them multiple times or listened yeah. to them. They're great for car rides. Yeah. 
That's another one. Audiobooks for long car travels. Oh, yes. yeah, have a good one. Things like, think, like yeah. Harry Potter read by Jim Dale is yeah. is fantastic. Like the whole family is is good to go with mm-hmm. that one. Yes. So yeah. those are good ones. Yeah, nice. I agree. Yeah, we uh, on our drive back uh, you know, from vacation this week, just for just a long weekend, uh, we started reading the Genius Files or listening to the audiobook. Is, have you uh, – yeah, okay. Well, I'm looking at you guys. Uh, Dan Gutman. They're only a few years old, but there's mm-hmm. six of them so far, and they're fun. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's It sounds kind of bad. It's kind of like Spy Kids in a way. There's two kids who are 12 years old and kind of thrown into this kind of world. And I don't know, we're only like halfway through it, but it's really enjoyable. The kids loved it. And that's yeah. the test right yeah. there. It's like, are they captivated? Because there's a lot of audiobooks that we don't last more than like 30 minutes listening to and like okay great Mm -hmm. what are we going to do the rest of this card they can't just watch movies the whole time you know and that's how it becomes but yeah it's fun it's yeah the genius files the first one's called mission unstoppable yeah i'm looking that up right now. yeah it's good it's fun and that's handy Um, because i have a road trip coming up um actually in a few days all right rock and roll there you go Um, I was also going to say, uh, if you guys like The Martian, Andy mm-hmm. Weir's book, which is great. It's even more fun as a book and especially an audiobook. Yeah. It's a great audiobook. But um, I read his second book called Artemis, which mm. came out like a year and a half ago. I which is, I have that one on my Kindle It's right fun. Now. It's great. It, yeah. He's a really funny writer. Yes. So we were – Aaron and I were talking on a previous episode about trying to write humor and it's how hard. like if you try too hard, you do it badly. But if yeah. you're funny, it just comes through. Yeah. He's just a he's a really gifted, funny writer. Yes, for sure. Yes, I mean, the the whole thing about just the Martian is you could tell he was crafting that story piece by piece. His blogs, I recall, and then suddenly it became uh, like a two ninety nine ebook, and and it finally got picked up. That was one of the quickest mm-hmm. books I, I've ever seen published to become a Artemis? movie. Yeah, no, uh, Martian. Martian. Yeah, yeah. And it became a movie within like a year and a half, two years of like the book well, being published. Because it was like a phenomenon. It yes. Blew yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember and it was it's a funny. self-published phenomenon. Yeah. I, I remember going to BEA, seeing it for the first time. I didn't pick it up. They're giving out free. Co- you know, they're trying to get people to read it, yeah. of course, and uh, I didn't pick it up because I didn't. Listeners, BEA is Book Expo oh, yeah. of America. It's like it's the what the biggest North American publishing convention. It's kind of all major Christian and secular publishers. There's yeah. authors who speak. There's retailers who come through, etc. So it's in New York every summer. I, I will bring home gifts. I'm looking yeah. at you too. Thank you. Be going here. Yeah. Thank you. If you work in publishing, it's the most oh, fun. It's the most it fun publishing event to go to far and away. Also, the hardest to justify going to because <laughs> there's not a lot of value in it other than fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't we, think we I would to... get away with uh, putting that in my uh, in my budget. No, as the curriculum Re- marketer. Research. Do I get to research recommend titles? It's in your yes. research line. Do I get to recommend any books? Or are you guys just gonna keep no? You're gonna do about it. Other things. You're gonna do have it. I mean, a, have a donut. Wait. By the way, Aaron, uh, did your wife make that? No, I made. Those. You made these. Aaron made these wonderful donuts. Aaron by made the way. homemade donuts and brought them in, so yeah. you can hear us getting fatter and happier. <laughs> They're delicious. That's right. They're really, really good. All at good. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Please, you, Barnabas. I hear you getting fat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's my arteries. Your head is the thick candy shell. Shut up, Richard. <laughs> um, all right, a couple recommendations. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this one on here or not, but the Walt Longmire series by Craig Johnson. So the first book is called The Cold Dish. So Walt Longmire was a... I think it was an AMC TV show that then got picked up by Netflix. Really fun show about a um, a sheriff yes. like on the Wyoming-Montana border near Indian reservations. Really cleverly written. Like it's it's funny, but also just really fun story. So it's another one where you can 
it's a quick read. It's not like a get bogged down in a lot of societal issues kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything by Pat Conroy. So Conroy yep. passed away a couple years ago. He only wrote maybe half a dozen novels. Um, some of them are better than others, but they're all excellent. What, what do you, if you've not read any Pat Conroy, what do you start with? Um, the Lords of Discipline or The Great Santini. Okay. Those are his I, two. I, I don't think those are his. I don't know that those are his best sellers, but those yeah. were his two best. I think. Yeah. All right. I, I've seen Lord the movie Lords of Discipline. Is that very? Is it pretty? I haven't pretty seen the movie. Old? Okay. Because right. I mean, I think it was like a mid '80s movie, right? Mid yes. late '80s. Yes. It's kind of an era of movies I I missed most of. But uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. But then Great Santini had uh, uh, Robert Duvall. I yeah. think played. I haven't seen it either, but yeah. I need to because. So most of his books are like pseudo autobiographical. So they're sort of built in yeah. places and contexts that he yeah. lived in, and uh, he was he's just a he's a pretty brilliant writer. Yeah. Um, okay. And then. I would recommend The Gateway Chronicles by mm. K.B. Hoyle, um, or Karen Hoyle is her name. Okay. Yes. So I haven't read all of them, but K. I've made it. I'm, I'm okay. reading them with my kids right now. So they're sort of young adult fiction-ish, but they're they're written by a Christian author. So just in terms of like appropriateness for kids, they're great, but they're not they're not preachy Christian. It's sort of a meeting of two worlds, kids who are normal kids in one world, or royalty in another world, so it's got a little bit of that Narnia flair to it, but not, you know, it's not allegorical in that way. Um, just really fun reads. A new world called Aletheia. Aletheia. Yeah. Aletheia. Or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's how I say it when I read it out loud. <laughs> the, uh, she's, she's a really smart author, too. We should ask her. Too. She's in Birmingham. She is? She is. Oh, yeah. We should definitely see if we can, we can get her on the podcast. But uh, Want it. She's a really smart author. So you read it and really? the way she describes things, sure. sometimes my kids are like, I don't know what that means. And so there's a, but not in like their lost way, but like it's an opportunity to teach them actual vocabulary. Um, okay. So she's not That's writing great. down to the lowest level, but writing really good stories. So yeah, those are all good ones. Uh, I would also kind of jump on the train of what Aaron was saying. He mentioned the Hunger Games, the, um, the Maze Runner trilogy. Is another one that's just like fun young adult yeah. fiction, apocalyptic kind of end of the world. Definitely thing. YA, not middle reader, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, All I right. mean, like my yeah. my thirteen year old read them, and it's fine. Might yeah. be a bit much for the ten year old kind yeah. of thing, but yeah. also young adult fiction is just great adult fiction too. So oh yeah, those are my recommendations. Those are good recommendations. I like it, Aaron. Um, what do you got? Well, um, aside from the aside from the Hunger Games. Um, I mean, we're we're finishing up the on our next road trip. We're finishing up the Luck Ugly Luck Uglies series okay. uh, by Paul Durham. They're super mm-hmm. fun. We mm-hmm. talked about those back when we um, we did our last set of road shows um, in exotic Indianapolis. <laughs> road shows <Yeah. laughs> sounds so much more than what it actually. Absolutely, comes. you know. You we, mean in the hallway? Yes, <laughs> yes. The hallway, the busy hallway. Yes, it, it was, was great. great. It was great. It was great. Those great. were great episodes. Were. Those oh, were can fantastic. I say? It's okay, um, so yes. some yeah. fruit that was born out of us doing podcasts in that lovely place. Yeah. yeah. So Ronnie Martin, my. Our guest on this show, mm-hmm. wonderful yes. guest. I think he was a better guest on this show than he is co-host to me on our other show. He That's was much, almost entirely He was much more engaged true. and interested, and he likes you guys way more than he likes me. Mm. Um, but we uh, we more or less harangued him into reading fiction, and there were photos posted of his recent vacation mm-hmm. to the beach of all fiction books. 
In mm. fact, there was a bit of a chronicle wow. because he and his wife went to, I think, a used bookstore prior, and she basically filled up a shopping basket with fiction on his behalf as as part of this whole thing. So uh, our efforts led to a better vacation for Ronald J. Martin. So I think we should all congratulate ourselves and be more, more well proud done. of ourselves Excellent. than we already are. We should also, we should also thank Ronnie's wife. That's that right, too. Melissa. But you did an, yeah. an excellent job. Well, well done. Hold on, speaking of Ronnie, there's one thing we haven't talked about: any of our Christmas novels for this summer. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, it's not Christmas in July yet. I know. So, no. Okay, so we have to wait till our July episode. I've only I have to know. talk all about Ronnie's favorite. <laughs> Christmas I've only books. ever read two things that could be constituted as Christmas novels: Die Hard. I've never read it. I've just seen a Christmas it Carol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Yes. And then the worst Christmas pageant ever. Okay. Mm. I think it's what it's called. You've probably read more than you'd think. That just hasn't been I mean, like Christmas the main is theme. in others. Like somebody, yeah. there are people who call various Harry Potter books Christmas books because they say there's Christmas in them, which is about all that Die Hard has going for it. So by that standard, no, it is they, throughout no, the whole story. Christmas is a yes. huge part of that story. Also true in the Harry Potter books. Like lots of things also, happen over Christmas break. Who has who has a corporate <laughs> Christmas Eve event? I mean, in the '80s, was that it? Well, is that how it? How you know, it when you're doing that much coke in the '80s. I oh mean, man, what city, so what much city did that, that take place in? L.A. LA. Okay. No, but really, like, anyways, like, would you do a corporate event on Christmas Eve? Well, it makes maybe for a good my, plot. I was, I, I couldn't remember if it was international or something, because if no, it was international, it was maybe it's like the expats are like they're celebrating together. But Nakatomi Plaza, I mean, apparently they're they rolling. There was yeah. coke. There was all sorts of things there. That's right. And there was coke. There was coke. and a lot Wait, of when coke. Are, when are we doing our corporate Christmas <laughs> Eve thing? That's what I want to yeah, know. A little bit different here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coca Cola. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's Dixie Champagne here. That's about it. Dixie Champagne. What is that? <laughs> Coca-Cola. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm referencing a uh, Saturday Night Live skit that was actually funny. That's pretty so, good. That was a deep cut. I didn't know that one. There was something there. Who are we punching there. in the face today? <sighs> That's Who's a got good one? question. Dave? Ooh, ooh, I got one. All I got one. Right. It's, so it's from the book I just finished, so I'm, I'm kind of uh, doing a twofer here. But... Uh, <laughs> How long did it take you to read that? <laughs> Keep going. So I just finished uh, reading a book by Nick Hornby called uh, Juliet Naked. There he goes again. Juliet uh, what? Juliet Naked. So the Naked? it's the, it's the and you title. You were doing a twofer. <laughs> really, really. Huh. Okay. It's the title yeah. of an album that's at the center of the plot of of the book so the big idea is there's this uh woman named annie who is in a relationship with a with a dude named duncan who is a super him. fan that's a terrible name and you should hate him because he's the guy who deserves to get punched right in his stupid face um because he is just a miserable super nerd about mm. um his uh his obsession with this um Small, relatively small time uh, rock musician from the 80s who dis- who's mo- most famous for disappearing um, from the scene and what ha- and but he obsesses over over lyrics and songs and finds way more deeper meaning than there actually is in any of it and um, and he's just a turd of a human being to everyone 
And so he deserves a like punch right author, in his face. If an author gives a character mm. the name Duncan and the first time you meet that person, you're like, oh, this is foreshadowing. This guy's a tool. And like you just know that. There's yeah. like they're just you can just sort of you know, it's like if there's a character named Matthew, but they don't go by like Matt, you're like, Oh, you're one of those. Okay. Mm. I know you. We lost no offense, a, we no just offense. lost a few listeners, folks. Our our dear <laughs> my, friend Matthew Z Caps. His name is Matthew. He doesn't he goes by Matt. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh just when we went to you know <laughs> We'll talk to him in Birmingham as well. Does he read books? I don't know, does he? Can he read books? He, he tweets well, North, about doing it. He's from North Carolina. Yeah. I think they read in North Carolina. I hope so. He may be in the triangle. Hmm. I think he's sucked into the uh, theology zone. Matt, if you're listening, Do you read probably anything not. fun, Matt? <laughs> all right, Matt tweeted us. Tell us, do you read anything fun? He emails me asking for free books a lot. That's all I know. Well, I'm not of course sure what he, he does. does with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Oh man. Okay, so we got a we got a punch in the face. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. We'll just yeah, go that's with that. a good all right. one. We'll just do one. All right. Yeah. One is good. You know, yeah. guys. I think just Keep, I think having one in general in an keeping episode keeping violence to a minimum is <laughs> it's good. It's Limit good. Our, it's healthy. <laughs> that's right. You know, we're containing our rage for for each episode, and then mm. we're fine. Interesting. Um, so, on that note, what are we reading? I, I'm I've got like 20 pages left of okay. the Indianapolis book, so yeah. there you go. There's mine. There you go. It, it is good though. I know, but yes, people do die from shark attacks, so maybe not the best beach read, mm. but it is still a good. Right. That's a good mountain read. That's a good. Yeah. <laughs> when you go to the Great Smoky <laughs> Mountains follow, National Park, just follow that up with Jaws. Yeah, it's fine. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what do you got, Barmus? Uh, I just finished *The Virtues of War*, a novel of Alexander the Great by our good friend Stephen Pressfield. Wonderful. By good friend, I mean person we all have a slight man crush on and love his writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, audiobook or, or I did audiobook. It was read by John Lee, mm-hmm. who is he's he's like a prof- I don't I think he yeah. does acting, but he's a yeah. professional narrator, and he has. He just sort of has the perfect voice for this kind of book. You know, it's got gravitas and he can do yeah. accents and um, he's just a really good reader. It wasn't Pressfield's best book by any means. He was it was much it felt much more sort of like a psychological memoir. And it was sort of written from a first person perspective. So Alexander the Great sharing his reflections on war and telling stories to a scribe. And so there's a lot of first person like, you know, dear scribe, this, this, this. Uh, so really well written as always, but a little bit more plotting in parts because it was kind of in the head of the character as opposed to, you know, waging war and winning battles. Yeah. But Pressfield's always brilliant. Yes, that is true. I I saw when you posted your reading in or whatever. Like I yeah, that that's been on the list, and so that that is a beach read or a uh, summer read. Yeah, it's think? a summary. Yes, it's summary. Okay. It's, right. it, it is a little bit more thoughtful just because he there's a lot of like the mindset of the warrior kind of stuff in there. I mean, it's fiction, but it's it, it feels a little bit more historical than like novel that just is a page turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. like that. Cool. Cool. Well, Tommy Likey. That's right. Well, Tommy I mentioned Likey. the one book, uh, Juliet Naked by Nick Hornby. It is a good it is a yeah. very well written book. Okay. Um, the next one, and I just finished uh, Gates of Fire, also by Stephen Pressfield, and that so was good. delightful. That's, so good, yeah. people. That's if a, delightful mm. can be used for a book like that, I mean, it's mm. it's heavy. 
It's extremely well written. Here's what you can say about that book. Okay. You get done with it, and you are very, very sad that it is over. Because that book is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And such... I mean, it is an absolutely enjoyable read, even if it's not like a happy, clappy read. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So uh, that takes care of today's episode. Uh, listeners, thanks for for joining us today and putting up with our nonsense. As always, uh, leave your five-star rating and review on iTunes. Um, help us get to 100. We are getting closer. We don't know how close because it's going to be about a week or two before we find out so um maybe we'll be there then help us get to 200 um also buy lots of uh table malcontents blend from lagaros roasters and uh yeah thanks for listening bye this is an area code podcast